from Kurtco Media. Coming up on this episode of Life Done Better. We often ask people the question, you know, when you were a kid and you fell and you got a cut, it healed, right? You got a broken arm, it healed. You got sick, you got better. So when you look at yourself now and you're in chronic pain and your condition isn't changing, you have to ask yourself, why is your body not healing? Your body is meant to heal. It's always been meant to heal. So what is blocking it? Welcome to Life Done Better. I'm your host, Jill DeJong. Are you dealing with physical pain daily or are you the partner of someone that lives with chronic pain? 50 million adults experience chronic pain and 20 million adults have high impact chronic pain. I've invited Rob Van Bergen to chat about alternative solutions and support to all of you who have been suffering from chronic and debilitating pain. In addition to his knowledge and certification in microcurrent therapy, Rob is a certified holistic healthcare practitioner. Rob, welcome to the show. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to have you on the show. And you are now pain-free, right? I am. Yeah, it was quite the journey. Not as quick as some people would like to believe, but I think a lot of people can relate to that. My journey began with scoliosis as my primary problem. I didn't have it at birth. I was about 10 when it started to really affect me. And it sort of hit me at that point where we're growing, right? And so we're supposed to be getting taller, distinguishing ourselves from those around us. And I didn't really grow. All that happened for me was pain. I had a significant little S-curve bend going on. And so experiencing that, we tried a lot of things and there was nothing really that was making a difference. We went to osteopaths, we went to chiropractors, you know, your general body work, let's adjust some things. And any relief I got didn't last. It sort of snapped right back for me. It was very discouraging. And so really when it came to my journey, my healing journey, I was a patient well before I was a therapist and that's how I always like to view it. So I understand that patient point of view and how discouraging and disheartening can be. So as a success story there, I certainly didn't think I was ever gonna go on and treat people. I dabbled in everything. I did an English degree, did some anthropology, I went into business school, and it was only through business school and coming full circle back here that I really saw other patients again getting healed with microcurrent and thinking, what is it that they're doing and how can I do that? How can I help other people? That was when I decided to go to quantum and get my degree so that I had some backing and really start to learn everything I could about microcurrent and be able to treat people myself. So what is microcurrent exactly? So microcurrent, you've got to think about the concept of the human body as an electric being. We have our cells are electric. Our brain is electric. Our heart is electric. There are little electrical communications and signals that are sent, and these will trigger various things. So with our body communicating through electricity, we look at microcurrent as communicating to the body. It is a way that we can ask the body to do what it's supposed to do. We often ask people the question, you know, when you were a kid and you fell and you got a cut, it healed, right? You got a broken arm, it healed. You got sick, you got better. So when you look at yourself now and you're in chronic pain and your condition isn't changing, You have to ask yourself, why is your body not healing? Your body is meant to heal. It has always been meant to heal. So what is blocking it? 
So if we view microcurrent as a communication to the body and you have communication breakdown, then you start to see pain, you start to see degeneration of bodily tissue, all of these things simply because the inflammation in the body is not being turned off by the body. But with the right equipment, you can go in and you can actually ask the brain and the body to shut the inflammation down and to turn it off by sending the same low-level electrical signals through the skin that you would when your brain was telling it to shut off. So it's essentially like a hack for the body. Is pain not always a warning that something is not right? Yeah, so it's not always. But there is a real reason for that, right? Like your brain is actually warning you about something. So it starts out that way, but a lot of the time, especially with chronic pain, it's almost like the brain has just forgotten to switch off the signal. It's forgotten to turn it off. And I think that the main reason we have to consider that is because of how we approach pain. Whether it's chronic or not, actually, your first response is probably to take Tylenol, let's numb the pain, and it'll pass. And I think this blockage, this idea of it not being a warning comes down to that. If you keep taking pills covering up your body's natural warning signal, and you just mask and mask and mask, your brain is trying desperately to get you to pay attention that something's wrong. So it's going to keep turning up the heat and turning up the heat and turning up the heat. And then eventually, you won't be allowed to take those opioids anymore. You won't be allowed to because the dose won't be enough, and they won't increase it any further. And then they'll pull you off, and you'll be left with worse pain than you had when you started. Because not only has that signal been sent and has triggered inflammation that continues to go in your body, but that inflammation has broken the tissue down by persisting so long and allowing no repair to happen. So you may even get rid of the inflammation, but you're going to be left with a lot of pain. And arthritis is a classic, classic example of that. So the five interactive elements of the Hache protocol for pain resolution, one of them is microcurrent, but there's also four other ones that are really important. So they all kind of work together, right? Yeah. Uh, originally, people wanted to call them the five pillars. So, you know, pillars are something that holds things up, right? A pillar holds a roof up above you. If you knock out one pillar, there's still four pillars holding that roof up. With the five interactive elements, we're talking about how you have to look at if you knock one thing out, everything else can be thrown out of whack. So there are other elements you mentioned. One of them is microcurrent therapy. We have stress reduction. We have nutrition, fitness, and sleep. All of these things work in tandem to create a healthy human being. You need the sleep to repair. You need your stress levels low to repair. A lot of repair can't happen in a fight or flight fear mode which is where people in pain spend a lot of that time. I wouldn't mind just talking a little bit about scar tissue because I think this is going to be relevant. We've seen a lot of this. A lot of our patients that come to us happens a lot with hip replacements as well as spinal surgery. And unfortunately, one surgery might end up leading to another surgery, which leads to another surgery to keep fixing things before they fall to pieces. Scar tissue is a huge deal in the communication world. It's completely different type of tissue to what our normal bodily tissue is, right? So it can be both painful or painless. It might not even hurt, but it's not the physical tissue that contributes to breakdown, inflammation, and chronic conditions. It's the electrical potential of the cells to send communicative signals there and say, stop creating pain that is impacted. 
when tissue is scar tissue, it pretty much loses all of its water-bound collagen. So it is no longer conductive to electricity. And what we see is that people that have huge amounts of scar tissue, especially with surgeries, because they got to go deep in there, right? Mm -hmm. Is that that communication cannot happen. And so things will just get progressively worse over time. So usually post-surgery, we are seeing patients that maybe their pain has gone up a couple of points and the scar tissue is often the reason why. So by contributing to that blocking, you have to think about scar tissue like a beaver dam, right? It's blocking the river, little bits of water tricking through. The water is your communication. Now, you don't want to be blocking your communication. You don't want to be stopping your brain, sending a signal and saying, stop hurting. But we do. And this is the issue. Now, what we can do with microcurrent, usually with one session, is neutralize the scar tissue because it builds up an electrical charge that stops other electricity passing through. One treatment, you can neutralize it with the right frequency and communication can be restored. And we had one patient on a course when we were doing training course who couldn't feel anything below their arm, below their, their bicep. And we were trying desperately to treat them and it's an electrical current. So you feel a little tingle through your skin. They couldn't feel anything. Then when we were looking at that body, we realized they had like about an inch and a half long scar up on their shoulder. And it was pretty deep. It said it would be, it'd be in a dog bite or something. And so we treated that for just three minutes. And then all of a sudden, the area started to have feeling again. And we even saw the area getting more blood flow to it. It became redder. It was kind of pale. So getting that immediate change with the scar tissue through communication is great. But then we also try to look at breaking up the scar tissue because for some people, it's a cosmetic thing. And for other people, it's a, a pain thing. That scar tissue bunches up and, and feels really uncomfortable. So they want to kind of loosen it up. That takes a lot longer than neutralizing it. But you know, from a microcurrent therapy point of view, I would say that scar tissue treatment would be a huge deal. And it is actually our rule number one for every patient is treat all their scars. Fantastic. So yeah, the scar is on the inside and on the outside. For everyone that is experiencing that pain post-surgery, and for the ones that have not had surgery, I think microcurrent therapy is super interesting. And so why is this not widely available? Why do not doctors advise us to start with microcurrent therapy? Yeah. So it is becoming more mainstream, but that's a great question because it is not something that people often have hear, heard about. And if you go and ask your doctor about microcurrent therapy, they probably won't know. We run into a lot of barriers with that doctor component because doctors are trained within a certain school of medicine. And usually it is that there is a chemical change we can make in your body to deal with whatever issue we're having there. And that's where the painkillers and all these things come in. You do see some doctors familiar with TENS devices. You'll also see microcurrent actually used commonplace, especially in the States, through surgeries like um, a spinal cord stimulator or vagus nerve implant. These are forms of microcurrent. Of course, you're invasively going into the body and implanting them. And there's quite a cost to that, again, especially in the US. What is the device called? So there's a bunch of different devices you'll find out there. We use the Avazia Life Evolution or the Avazia Life Genesis. We have two models of devices. Both of those we have built with the factories to make sure that we have the right programs in them. There's a lot that goes into building a microcurrent machine from the waveform as to like how it's shaped, the voltage level, 
and the frequencies put into it. And, and we've kind of focused on that over the last 20 years to make sure that we get the optimum programs. And we also want to caution, and I do this every time I'm asked about microcurrent, not to confuse a TENS device with a microcurrent device. If you hear what we're saying, we're talking about the vagus nerve, we're talking about spinal cord stimulator, you cannot substitute a TENS device for that. A TENS device is over 1,000 times more power than a microcurrent machine. So what you're doing is instead of doing something body-friendly, you're hitting it with a really powerful frequency that was never intended to be used for anything but block nerve pain. Unfortunately, we've had a few cases where people have heard something on YouTube, for example, and then gone ahead and tried it with that. And so we're just like, please make sure you're using a microcurrent device before you try this at home. And, and with microcurrent, we, we keep the treatment frequency low. We're talking three to five minutes of treatment, then move on with your day. Because it's working with the brain, it's using those brain body friendly signals. We want to give the brain and the body time to react to them. If we just keep throwing electricity into the body, we're not giving it time to respond. So we're always doing these brief treatments, let the body settle, then do another brief treatment, let the body settle. Yeah, the body wants to heal naturally. Day to day, what we put in our bodies, nutrition. Nutrition is so important. I had a client that came in a couple of weeks ago and she said, I'm going to do a sugar cleanse. I'm going to get off the sugar. And she came back the day before yesterday and she said, I have no pain in my body anymore. Mm -hmm. And I said, I didn't even realize you had that much pain. She's like, I, I felt so inflamed and the sugar really made it so bad that, you know, I thought I was like constantly in pain during this workout, not just being in, being sore after the workout, but being in pain moving. And everyone that's listening and is you know, still eating added sugars and, you know, like candies, all the processed food, really look and check with your body to see if you can improve your condition. And it may be mild, it may be severe, but improve what you put in your mouth no, absolutely. And and you're right on with the nutrition. I mean, I, I see a lot of people trying to follow the latest fad diet book and saying this is going to solve all my problems. Our philosophy on nutrition is everyone's different. You know, just because you can eat lettuce doesn't mean that person can eat lettuce. And we have to see what your body does. And with the sugar thing, that is a huge deal for so many people. They don't realize how much inflammation in their body is a result of sugar and they may not even have that much of it but if they have a candida infection you know that little bit of sugar could be all it takes to flare up their entire body right we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back a moment of your time a new podcast from kurt Co media currently 21 years old and today, I felt like I'm magic extended from her fingertips down to the you base of my You have to take care spine. of yourself because the world needs you and Trust your Trust me, voice. every do-gooder that asked about me was ready to spit on my but dream. fingers were facing me. You can feel like your purpose and your worth is really being questioned. going to stop me from playing the piano. She buys walkie-talkies, wonders to whom she should give the second dice. Cats don't love humans. We never did. We never will. We just find the ones that The beauty of rock climbing is that you can only focus on what's right in front of you. And so our American life begins. We may need to stay apart, but let's create together. Available on all podcast platforms. Submit your piece at kurtco.com slash a moment of your time. Welcome back. I'm chatting with pain expert Rob Van Bergen. 
and stress coming back to stress. The body can see stress as a virus, like attacking the immune system. That's the best visual I have for it. Stress is to be taken seriously. I know we're all dealing with a lot of stress these days, but we have to take a step back and look at our schedules and look at our mental health and the health of our family, of friends. It's all that we pressure ourselves to do, the responsibilities that we feel like we have. Do we really need to do them all? You need to quiet down to really connect to that inner wisdom and slowing down, taking time off. So don't skimp on self-care, especially during these times. We really need to take care of the stress reduction. Yeah. And, and we, we often refer to it as, as running from the bear when we're talking about stress, right? Like when we get so stressed about our pain, we are in this place where we would be if there was a bear chasing us. This is when we need to be in survival mode. All of those other things like healing, you know, going to the bathroom, those things fall away. We don't need to do that when we're scared and running away, right? That's, that's not a priority. The priority is to survive. The problem becomes when that stress mode doesn't go away, when your vagus nerve gets locked in like high tone and you are stuck running from the bear. And, and that happens all the time because of pain. You know, if you're in pain all the time, you're going to be stressed. And that's not to say that your pain is in your head, right? Like it's very, very real pain, but that stress level of how am I going to walk from here to the bathroom? How much is that going to hurt me? You know, oh, I have to go out and see my, my family for Thanksgiving. I don't know if I can make it. And that stress is just going to add fuel to the fire. And you need to find a way, as you say, to turn that off, turn it down, take some time for you and just get that lower so that you can get into that alpha, relaxed state and heal. You can't heal when you're in fight or flight mode. Absolutely. What I find one of the most interesting and also infuriating things is that our technology has progressed so much over the years but there is no real way of seeing pain on MRI scans, right? We cannot see, we can identify what may cause pain, but we don't see pain, which I find very interesting. Do you think that in the future, we may be able to identify pain better? I mean, it would be great. You're right. It's, it's a really um, disconcerting thing for a lot of people because they can go in and they can be looked at and be told that there is nothing physically wrong with them. And that is enough to make some people give up. I mean, our technology, our most advanced technology does have a way of showing pain areas through biofeedback. It has a screen on it. And uh, when you touch the screen to the skin, you will get uh, within one second, you'll get a reading of that area of the skin. And it will tell you whether there's inflammation, whether there is breakdown or whether there is normal tissue. And it's all through that like electrical potential of the body. And so we can look and we can touch it and we can say, okay, that's fine. That's normal. That's normal. That's normal. Aha. There's some high inflammation here, right? And so we have a way of doing that. If there was a way of physically running someone through a machine and showing all of their pain points, like that would be great because so often pain doesn't come from where it hurts, right? It's that referred pain from somewhere else. And that's the beauty of that ability to look and say, you know, it really hurts on my shoulder. And then you check their shoulder and it's fine, but higher up on their neck, you know, there's a huge amge amount of inflammation and that inflammation there is referring that pain down. 
I also really would like to suggest for everyone in pain to keep moving, to keep moving in ways that you can move and to not stop it from moving. Because once you stop moving and stop using your muscles, you lose strength. You're starting to get weaker. Also, your mental health will deteriorate because we feel so good with the endorphins that get released when we walk and swim. So whatever it is that you can do, please continue doing that. Give your body the blood circulation. Give your muscles the impact that it needs to keep strong. Because it is really sad when people cannot move their bodies the way they want and, and really deteriorate over years of, of being in pain. Yeah. One patient of mine recently, her thing she wanted was to walk. She wanted to be able to walk her dog. And that was something that was out of reach of her because she had been in so much pain for so long that she just couldn't bring herself to walk. You know, gradually she was able to get there. And it's like that simple thing that many people take for granted you know, I don't want to walk to the store, I'll just drive. Yeah. It becomes the driving force for someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what homeopathic remedies do you recommend for pain, if any? Sure. There are quite a lot of different homeopathic remedies. And like the, the go-to one for people in pain is Onica. Yeah, I actually used it the last couple of days. I have it always with me as a young girl. My parents taught me about the powerful healing properties of Arnica. Mm -hmm. And I use the pellets that you can dissolve under your tongue. And the actual cream, topical, can be the gel or the cream that is absorbed into the skin pretty quickly. I personally had a little incident on the water, kiteboarding. I face planted and I had a little bit of a whipless movement on my neck the other day. And the next day I woke up with a very sore neck and the Arnica helped tremendously within 48 hours. I'm able to do everything. And again, it's absolutely wonderful. If you have not tried this yet, please get your Arnica and get the dual package where you get the pellets. So you work it on the inside out and then the topical cream so it can penetrate the skin and go directly where you need it to. Yeah. And, and, and Onica is, is your go-to, right? It's the, I'm in pain. I'm going to use this. As a kid, for me as well, it was, I bumped myself or I fell out of a tree and it's straight for the Onica. And Onica does work really well for anything to do with muscles, muscle pain, bruises. So it's good probably even for post-workout if you're into intense workouts. But then you start to get into the more specialized ones for different types of pain. So if you're experiencing a lot of nerve pain, there's one called hypericum that is usually recommended for that. And so that's nerve pain. Some people may not know is more that like burning pain. If it feels like it's constantly burning, then that is nerve pain. If a person has say diabetic neuropathy, that is nerve pain and that can be accompanied by numbness. So that's hypericum and uh, the joint pain, it's bryonia. It's the, the highly recommended one for joint pain. So for people with arthritis, that would definitely fall into that category. And again, I'm going to throw back to Onica again, but Onica is good for all these things too. So it doesn't devalue Onica, which is probably something a lot of people already have. If you know that you have ligament tears, Ruth's Tox is supposed to be really good. And then for tendon and cartilage damage, Ruta, R-U-T-A. Those are the ones that we recommend for those things. 
Excellent. I'm taking notes myself. This is super helpful, all this information. And, and, you know, it opens my mind to a new healing modality. So thank you so much, Rob. I really enjoyed this conversation. I know so many others are dealing with pain and pain we cannot see unless someone has, you know, a cast, if a broken foot, a broken leg. But most of the time, those people are not in as much pain as most people that you cannot see the pain of. But, you know, you can see it when they frown. You see the frown lines. You see pain in people's eyes. You see that they may not be a social. They may respond in a way that you did not expect them to. But please ask questions. Are you okay? People don't like to talk about their pain, but they do need love. They do need support. And oftentimes, when you start sharing about your pain, you realize the other person is too. And by sharing your life challenges, you feel support. You feel like, okay, I'm not the only one. And I think that's, you know what, this whole podcast is about. Life done better. We're in this together and we're going to do our best to find solutions for all the little challenges and major challenges that we have in life. Rob Van Bergen, thank you so much for being on the show today. How can we stay in touch with you? Yeah, so you can reach us at www.painfreeforlife.com. You can book a private consultation on there. We've got phone number, email, contact, you name it. There's so many ways to get in touch with us that you'll probably find it really irritating that we're hitting you from all angles, but we're <laughs> there for you. A pain-free life for all. What a blessing. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. This episode was produced and edited by AJ Mosley for Kurt Co. Media, mastering by Steve Ricky Bird. Thank you again to our guest Rob Van Bergen for joining us today. You can check out more of his work on painfreeforlife.com. If you have any thoughts or questions you'd like me to answer on the show, feel free to send us an audio message or text to 323-522-5006. Also, as the virus picks up again, I strongly encourage you all to wear a mask when you're out in public. It saves lives. Until next time, my friends, have a beautiful day. From Kirkco Media, media for your mind.